Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed, and this particular episode is one of our deep dives. We're going to dive deep into the idea of decorating your life with Star Wars. What do we mean by that? Let's find out together. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Knapsack, and this one is going to be fun. I've already gone through an interesting trip through memory lane of Star Wars and non-Star Wars times in my life. I can't wait to talk about this all here today a deep dive indeed into our star wars souls before we get to all that we want to always want to remind you today's podcast is brought to you by audible get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And uh, I also just remember that Joseph usually reads this one in this episode, and we're having that kind of day. I'm going to continue, Joseph. Our Force Center recommends for this week is A Test of Courage by Justina Ireland. We just did a deep dive on this wonderful middle-grade reader that is a key part of the High Republic era. Check it out on us today by downloading your free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash Center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Center for your free audio book and that is not all no it is not we also have another ongoing offer it is from inside editions publisher of a ton of great star wars books inside editions is offering 35 percent off across their website with a special four center code you can get this discount by entering the code fc35 on their website or you can visit their website with this specific link InsideEditions.com slash discount slash FC35. Uh, we like to recommend different great Inside Edition books. And this uh, book we're recommending this week is the Complete Marvel Comics Covers Mini Book. It's this great collection of early Marvel comics, just all of those wild, wild covers in one little book to peruse and enjoy. So check it out with FC35. And in a way, Ken, that does tie into our big topic we're going to discuss this week. Mm-hmm. The, the What we're going with this, with this idea of decorating your life with Star Wars is, you know, in the story of Star Wars, uh, the Force surrounds us and binds us. And I think if you're a, a big Star Wars fan, uh, sometimes our literal fandom <laughs> surrounds us. And we're going to discuss that, that idea of how Star Wars has decorated our lives from shelves of action figures to uh, stickers on folders to 
posters uh, or mugs that we drink out of in our adult homes and offices or clothing we might be wearing right now. All the different ways where you're not actively sitting down and, and Star Warsing, as our friend Mike Black once put it. You're not you know, going out to see a movie. You are not going out uh, hunting toys, but you're just going about your normal life. But Star Wars is still around you because of the way that, you know, you choose to decorate your space <laughs> or your body. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that idea in the different ways uh, that we have decorated or not decorated our life uh, with Star Wars as fans. So I want to start with a big picture question on this topic, Ken. For you, what is the power of having Star Wars as a decoration in your life? Just passively hanging on the walls or sitting on your shelves or looking up at you from uh, your sweatpants as Grogu is doing to me right now. What is the power of that? I'll tell you what, it, it's weird to answer that question now in 2021 because it just seems like it's part of the collecting machine. It is part of the money making machine. You can be cynical about that, but we choose, we're not, we're not ignoring, choose to be not cynical. We aren't cynical about our Star Wars memorabilia and, and collections. But to answer that now compared to where I used to be and where we used to be uh, growing up in an era where this, you know, either you had to put it aside, which is something we'll talk about here, or you had to keep it secret. I just, it's real powerful to sit in my room right now and you got Grogu sweatpants on. I've got Han Solo sweatpants. I just look like I'm wearing his pants. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I've got high price collectibles and I got a uh, star Wars Bendem on the wall. That's just somehow survived all these years in my storage shed. And, and it just, uh, my life has been so enriched by this franchise. It's so much joy, so much comfort. It's challenged me when I needed to be uh, needed to be challenged and uh, to be able to just easily put that up and, and and have it represent my life as something I don't take for granted in 2021. I think that's a great perspective is something that is, uh, you know, it, obviously it's a, it's a choice to <laughs> surround ourselves with Star Wars, but it's clearly a choice that you're way more comfortable with culturally um, yeah. and life-wise. And then we'll talk about that, that journey uh, that we have that I think is probably uh, a journey that is definitely based on our perspective of both, um, you know, growing up in the eighties original trilogy and then uh, the dark times of star Wars and all that kind of stuff. And now we're, we're in a very different world, which is great. I, I think for me having star Wars be kind of uh, uh, decorating my life. And by that, I kind of mean that those moments where like, I'm thinking about, you know, my taxes or, you know, a script that I'm working on that has nothing to do with Star Wars or what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. I'm not actively thinking about Star Wars, but I just pass by a calendar or an action figure or a book. And it gives me this very, very small little spark of of joy, even even when it's not like this big everything changes moment, but just. Hey, maybe I'm stressed out, but it still, you know, makes me happy to uh, look over and see Emperor Palpatine yeah. <laughs> because it's a part of something that I love. Um, there are those moments that we'll talk about where really we're looking at something has been like a moment of inspiration because it's been like, oh, that little bit of Star Wars is actually, you know, it, it symbolizes an idea that is maybe helpful to me in this moment. So I've definitely had some moments of inspiration from just looking up and going, oh, yeah, I can remember to approach it that way, whatever problem I'm wrestling with. Um, and then the last kind of big picture thing to me is I think decorating our lives with Star Wars is such an important part of how we relate to the stories because there's a familiarity, right? If like yeah. if you have a, a bed sheet um, that is Bosk, <laughs> I don't think there are Bosk bed sheets. So this is maybe not the best example. I'll, I'll go with the AT-AT at-at, right? It's, you know, sure. 
in in the, in the world of Star Wars, it's a terrifying, marching, mechanical monstrosity, right? But you develop this level of comfort with it because it's on your bed sheets or your T-shirt or that's the shape of your ice cubes. And it's just a part of this sense of comfort because it's your life um, that I think then when you go back and watch the movies, it adds this sense of comfort. And I think that bonds us to the world of Star Wars, that connection. Uh, and I think it's also the thing that challenges us. We've joked about, you know, when you sit down to watch a new Star Wars and like, I don't know the name of that background character yet. Uh, I cannot possibly buy ice cubes in the shape of that character yet. And it, yeah. it, and you have to adjust to it because so much of Star Wars, we're used to having this sense of familiarity and comfort because it's just visually, physically a part of our day-to-day lives. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That it's just, uh, it is, it truly binds us. It runs through <laughs> us. Part of yes. We are bound by ad hats. That's what we're saying here today. Yeah. Um, uh, so moving on from that big picture to get a sense of what we're talking about, have you ever had a moment specifically where seeing a bit of star Wars in your living space or workspace, uh, or on your body, a moment where seeing a bit of Star Wars actively made a difference in your choices or actions where you were like, oh, yeah, I can do this differently or, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm on the right path or anything like that. Yeah, I, I, I was even as you're talking, I was looking around the, my room. My office has a lot less than the rest of my life of Star Wars, but there's a ton of Star Wars in here. And if anyone's ever seen like any videos I've done here, like on Casterly Talk or even a Force Center stuff, I have less Star Wars posters around me. So I'm definitely surrounded by it but i i gotta tell you i, I was i was trying to find you an answer just that's like yes i was going to punch someone in the face and then i saw a lightsaber <laughs> and realized i must put down my weapon i don't have that but what i do have growing up i'm surrounded i love making of stuff when it comes to star wars we're going to do a behind the scenes heroes of behind the scenes soon here on, on force center looking at that, that kind of stuff there's been times in my creative life particularly starting out and maybe when some of my dreams of I was going to be a director and all that kind of stuff's kind of changed when I got into radio and blah, blah, whatever. But just wondering if I should or if I could, but looking at some of the making of Star Wars books or magazines or photos or VHS documentaries sitting on a shelf has, has inspired me because I was inspired by George, certainly George, but also just everyone who made these movies. And even on those, 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 years where star Wars was maybe on the back of the shelf and not in the front of the shelf, or, you know, I was not reading, looking and playing the video games as much as other people. It was always there pushing me forward to line up with that original dream I had as a young kid of, Oh, I want to be like George Lucas. It wasn't always just, I want to be on solo Luke Skywalker and those kind of things. That's part of my existence for sure. But it was like, Oh, I want to be like George Lucas and make things and tell stories and entertain and and hopefully enlighten as I got a little older and everything like that. So yeah, that 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 seeing those books and stuff like that has definitely affected my choices. That's really great. Yeah, I, I definitely share that with you. Of there there are parts of Star Wars where my connection to it is just like that's so weird and cool, and I want to make up things like that too. It's definitely a a big picture reaction that I've had um, mm. over the last few years. You know, ninety nine percent of the time, it's just you know I, I walk past. Uh, an action figure and go like, yeah, Star Wars is awesome. <laughs> Just that little moment of joy. It's not like constant, endless inspiration, <laughs> you know, because yeah. uh, that is not how we're wired. But there have been specific times um, 
because I think partially we have this uh, great conversation on the podcast uh, where what are the big ideas of Star Wars? I've just really gotten an extra uh, burst uh, of patience (laughs) from looking at, in particular, like Obi-Wan. And just remember that, like, remembering that I can choose to take a deep breath and not give in to anger in like mm. simple ways when like you know i write that first draft of the email and like i i'm i'm convinced that i am in the right and mm. and i am you know am right to be a little bit angry about this or uh and then just stopping and going but i can just take a deep breath and i can say it in you know the friendlier open <laughs> patient mm. way uh give somebody else the benefit of the doubt and just kind of having having the jedi Obi-Wan in particular as a symbol of take a deep breath and, you know, try to choose empathy. That's been really nice. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's a good way. It's a good way. Always look at Obi-Wan before you send your email. And then who knows, then maybe it'll be. (laughs) Uh, Well, from a certain point of view, maybe you'll have a lot of shifty emails. I don't know. Uh, But for myself, it has helped me uh, just take a deep breath. Um. Mm. What is your oldest or most treasured Star Wars decoration? All right, I'm going to, I get a sense, and, and you know, looking at some of the other questions on today that I, I could maybe know this answer, but I want, what cl- decoration, if maybe for the listeners, what, what in your mind, do I have a wide variety of choices? Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Okay. For like, okay. yeah, absolutely. Toys, merch, clothing, merchandise, which is all decorating your life with Star Wars, which is again what, what the topic is. I just want to be be sure because I have a couple different answers here. Um, my oldest, I, I really think would be the, and I've mentioned on the show before, I think even over the, so I've, I've got a brand new copy of it at one point. And oh my God, I can't remember who sent me that, but it was so sweet. Uh, but that it was a, uh, a magazine from about 1983, the white cover with the Yoda-like hands holding up uh, a lightsaber. Like it's not even like the actual lightsaber; it's just a concept art. Uh, a lot of people have that book, and again, it is a making of book. There's interviews with Howard Kazanjian and George Lucas and behind-the-scenes stuff. And here I am, seven or eight, and that was my first like, wait, okay, what was that? That was a I get I was, it was a movie, but how do you make movies? And this was like in my hands, and I wrote my name in big. Kenny Napstock <laughs> from my phone number from which my parents don't even have anymore, but it was a phone number I still have memorized. Um, and that has survived through all these years. I found it. I think I've lost, it's been lost and found versus in various storages. And, and uh, I think I have two other brand new, like well-preserved copies, but mine still has the, the uh, little feathered uh, pages and rip pages and, you know, all those kind of things. Cause for me, just flipping through it as a kid over and over and over. And that one, that one definitely is there as well. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's great. And do you do you put it somewhere where you can always kind of see it? Is it on a bookshelf? Um, you know, it's funny. I've moved a lot of stuff recently, and I don't know where it is. I think it's safely in my storage. Okay. I'm trying to think. Gosh, you ever have that panic feeling where you're like, "Oh my god, did I throw it away?" No, you know, <laughs> it's somewhere in my storage shed. Where there's a, I think. 80% of that storage shed is Star Wars stuff. <laughs> <laughs> totally understandable. Uh, yeah, for me, yeah. it's a couple things like that. I have with me, but not displayed because it is so falling apart. The uh, 
the Star Wars storybook, the actual, you know, uh, story of A New Hope, Star Wars uh, mm-hmm. at the time. But it's literally uh, falling apart. It's got that big picture on the back of uh, Vader with a clearly like painted lightsaber that comes to a point. And then it's he's just kind of sitting. He's standing in front of like what looks like, you know, a Sears portrait studio <laughs> backdrop. It looks like a prom photo with Vader. It's, you know seared into my memory uh so i have that but then actively decorating um i've got my uh, original empire strikes back yoda with the hard orange snake uh right on my desk uh that's oh, definitely right. the figure that has been uh with me the very longest uh mm-hmm. and, and is probably the one that just as sort of a symbol of how long this has been uh with me and a part of my life has is my oldest and most treasured. Uh, some others that uh, compete for that, but oldest and most treasured has to go to Yoda. But you said you had some some others. Yeah, well, kind of like you, like I have, I have like my original VHS set. Yes, kids, I could watch uh, Han shoot first uh, unaltered on VHS if I could just get a new VCR that works. My other one broke. Um, I have that. Uh, you actually contributed one. I think when you came back from either uh, Convergence or DragonCon, you had you had picked up a. Um, the, the Rusty Miller trivia book, the 11 year old kid that wrote the uh, trivia book. Uh, and I have uh, a that displayed uh, uh, some of them at the time, but I got to tell you, I now consider this old, which is hard to admit. I have three things uh, around the Phantom Menace that I, I consider absolutely treasured now. Um, one is my actual ticket uh, from my first screening of Phantom Menace in Winnetka, California, back in May of 1999, I think 10 AM, 10, 10 AM showing. And I had lost it. I had no idea. And I do, I'm one of those saps that keeps those things. Like I have a lot of tickets. Uh, I got, I'm looking right now. Every time I've seen Liz Fair in concert, I've got all the tickets <laughs> up there on the wall. I love Liz Fair. Um, that's their um, sports, you know, uh, sports tickets. I don't know why. Why Why keep that stuff? I'm the type of person that keeps it. Um, I had thought I'd lost it, the Phantom Menace one. And then I gr- grabbed the, uh, the novel. I found the Phantom, Phantom Menace novelization when I moved a couple years ago. And all the novel, and then out falls the ticket, and it was just gosh, it was like uh, you just pick it up and 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 to think. And again, you and I have had this. We've been very open with our love of the prequels, but also our journey to get that point, and varying degrees of not liking them or not understanding them or coming to terms with them or just loving them more than we cared to admit, even back in the day. And just seeing that ticket brought back a lot of memories. And then because of that, around that time, I have, and it has survived. It's very tattered. I'd love to try to hang it up again. Um, and it did try, it did make the move for a couple offices with me, but I have the Phantom Menace teaser trailer, um, teaser poster, oh. the famous one, uh, young Anakin in the shadow of Vader. And I have that. And then in a recent storage kind of switcheroo, my dad said, come get some stuff. And a friend of mine said, come get some stuff. You left some stuff in my house years ago. <laughs> Out fell the receipt to Star Wars Insider or Star Wars Magazine when I ordered that poster. And I don't, I didn't intend to keep that one. That one just somehow, and it just fell out into me. This was like four or five months ago. And, uh, or actually, yeah, well, there's no time during this lockdown. lockdown but <laughs> and I got oddly emotional with that because it has my old address back in that year when I lived in LA there, you know, 99 range. And, and it just, so now it's up on my shelf. And I don't know if I want to say that's treasure, Joseph, but I just look at it just... <laughs> To a point where Star Wars had returned and we didn't know it was coming with that movie, but also it has launched a new era that 20 years later is still going strong in my heart of, of Star Wars. Yeah, no, I love the way that you're you're illustrating how these Star Wars decorations are not just kind of symbols of Star Wars and our love of Star Wars. They end up becoming symbols of our lives, right? And these 
very specific moments. And I know I have my Phantom Menace ticket because I I like saving those things. Um, But I don't know what book it's tucked into. And I'm probably going to have a similar experience (laughs) to you eventually where I'm going to pick up a a book from that I have here in storage back in uh, in Minnesota and it'll it'll come falling out. And it's fun to have been through this so long that, you know, not that long ago now, uh, 2015 uh, Phantom Menace. I've got my Phantom Menace ticket right on my desk by me because, like, when I got that, I knew eventually this is going to be the kind of thing that you you find and go, "Oh yeah, this is the symbol of that time." Yeah, and it's it is nice to be old enough to know like these things that seem really fresh right now they're going to gather the dust of time very quickly, and you're you're going to be happy that you have them as as a symbol of that time back in the day. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The other one for me uh, is in the storage space in uh, in Minneapolis, uh, but it is a cardboard cutout of Leia from the oh without yeah that would have been uh, late nineties, um, but before Phantom Menace is you know when Star Wars, it was in that the Power of the Force two the um, his, the right. special editions were, were coming out soon so Star Wars was really reemerging. Uh, and it's a great cutout of, I think, pretty accurate to Carrie Fisher's actual height. And it's, you know, Leia pointing her blaster directly at the viewer oh, of yeah. the cardboard cutout. <laughs> uh, I bought it as a show for a show because we had a sketch where I was played this like weird guy uh, that had weird things in his home. And it was just that's what he had in his home. And that was the that was the sketch. And it's like, and I'm going to have that in my home. And I, I had it in various places for years and years and years and you know didn't bring it out here uh, initially to me uh, to los angeles with us because we weren't sure you know if we would have room for it but that's that's an old treasured, treasured one because it's you know it's really decorated my home and it is often startled people because they just turn a corner and then leia's pointing a blaster at them yeah oh god i remember that standing yes it's great <laughs> it's such a good one uh, i love visiting it um when I go to that uh, storage shed. So uh, we talked about some big overall stuff and got a little preview of this journey, but I do kind of want to go through our life journeys in order, Ken. So let's go back to the beginning. When you were a kid, uh, where where was Star Wars in your home or your life? I mean, you had the figures. Um, uh, did you have games? Did you have posters? Did you have glasses? When you were just physically moving through your home as a little kid, how or where did you see Star Wars? Yeah, it was really uh, in the figures and some glasses. I did have some of the original Burger King glasses uh, that did not survive. So when I was able to go to conventions and like oddly realize, like this is like 2015, 2016, like, wait a minute, I can just buy these. Like, it's a weird feeling when you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I I, I don't have to take a time machine. What am I thinking? Of course I can buy these. It it really does feel like Indiana Jones being told like, oh, the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, you you can get that on eBay. Well, a, a friend of mine, an L.A. improv guy, uh, Kirk Dietrich, um, he actually broke one of his, this is like last week, and I saw him like posting on on Facebook. He's like, oh, I'm so bummed I broke my Burger King glass. I don't know what to do. And then, like someone in the comments put a link to Etsy and eBay. It was like, uh, here, go here. <laughs> and, and, and Kirk was like, oh, I got it. I didn't even think about it. So... <laughs> And, and, you know, and, and anyways, yeah, this is that. And then the figures. But I got to tell you, I didn't have a ton of Star Wars posters and things. I had some C-3PO and R2-D2 pajamas, had some jam jams with the droids <laughs> on um, and, and stuff like that. But uh, it was the figures. I was a big figure kid, like a lot of our generation. But and I was a very 
play, get in the dirt and play with them. So a lot of beat up uh, figures until the great garage sale purge of, of 1986. I've told before here on, on Four Center, but um, there went all my Kenners for $2 in the dream of buying a skateboard that I sold <laughs> to get a baseball glove. So um, that was it. Though. But I, you, you had me thinking, I was like trying to dig back and I didn't have a lot of stuff hanging. It was just what I could play with or drink out of. Yeah, I think I'm similar. My my family was just not a putting things on the walls family a lot, and and it's taken me a while as an adult to like like hey, remember you can put things on the walls. Um, yeah, the action figures are gonna come up again and again for me because that is just the the truth of my of my fandom. Uh, but I had those uh, action figure cases in particular of uh, Vader and C three PO. Um, and my brother had one of those little uh, vinyl cases that was like a little kid's briefcase, basically a briefcase for action figures uh, that had real kind of airbrushed images of uh, of a new hope. Uh, so those were always, you know, propped up against the wall. That's the action figures, you know, went home uh, to the cases after we played. Um, and then the other places that it popped up uh, were stickers. I think we would get stickers mm-hmm. uh, from you know, the bubblegum card packs, uh, the trading cards. And we would have some uh, superhero ones and Star Wars ones. And uh, I remember those were on our, our the head of our bunk beds. My brother and I would have those stickers plastered on. So we'd see those there. I think uh, we had, for a while, there were Dixie cups. And I remember that th- absolutely yeah. thrilling me, those Dixie cups, because that idea of, okay, I'm not even, I'm not playing with Star Wars. I can't watch it right now. Uh, but if I get thirsty, a stormtrooper will come <laughs> on the Dixie yeah. cup, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, go ahead. Death Star issue, sorry, a Death Star issued Dixie cup, you know? <laughs> exactly. Release the troopers. Uh, and then thinking back on this, I think for me too, there were parts of different places I lived with my parents. Cause when I was quite young, we moved around a ton. Um, that because we didn't have specific toys uh, or, or sets, we would invent things. Uh, so my my dad had this kind of very typical 70s stereo and big pile of vinyl that he just kind of leaned up on the side of it. And mm. we made it, we just wanted somewhere where action figures to fall. So we decided the, the vinyl, the record stacked up, was like, the carbon freezing chamber and we would just pull the records forward and the figure just fall on the carpet but we just imagine that they had been put in carbon freezing and we would take like you know one of the bubbles off of the action figure package and just like stick it on top of han he's carbon frozen because like this is such a you know i had to walk uh you know 50 miles both ways in the snow kind of uh, old person story because like <laughs> that's what we had to do back in the day to carbon freeze we had to make up that the record stack was the chamber <laughs> But uh, but I realized that when I think about it this way, that I I kind of imbued some spaces in my home with Star Wars relevance to me. Like if you interviewed my parents, my dad would never say like, yeah, the record stack was a carbon freezing chamber. He had no idea this was going on in my mind. But to me, walking through the living room was like, yeah, no, that's a carbon freezing chamber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, my backyard became my Star Wars playground. So I don't think my parents knew those palm trees were actually walkers and speeder bikes <laughs> yeah well, that's why they need to listen to the podcast right uh so did you bring star wars stuff to you uh, with you to school at all when you were when you were a kid and it was you know a big thing everybody was loving star wars uh it might have i'm sure there's some show and tell days i definitely remember bringing my cobra hiss tank to show and tell which had to have been the worst just show and tell ever in a school uh 
this is my his tank. It fights GI Joe. Um, <laughs> but I did have some shirts and one that you've wonderfully turned into a great, uh, thumbnail image on spotlight star Wars, which is me about seven or eight in that, that forest green t-shirt with the iron on decal of Palpatine and Vader and Luke and some weird family found family <laughs> <laughs> portrait. Um, I used to wear that one a lot. I think there was a red one. Oh my gosh, it was yeah, all post turn of the Jedi. And uh, you know, I've told told stories. I, I was I was bullied a little bit for being a being a nerd uh, back in a in a day when that was that was a different term and and uh, you know pushed around and all those kind of things. Uh, but I still I kept I kept persevering. You know, hard. I know I'm a hero, everybody. I'm a hero. I kept wearing my Star Wars shirts. <laughs> you rebel. Uh, yeah, I I, ha, I don't think I had a lot of Star Wars clothes um, that I can remember, uh, but I did have school supplies. I remember that mix of the uh, just uh, depression and horror that school was starting again. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I liked learning things, but you know I, I wanted to keep playing, and and absolutely some of the utter stereotypes of of that era of time. I also was uh, bullied and teased for uh, being mm-hmm. uh, a little nerdy scrawny guy. Um, but early on there, um, I, 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 there, there'd be that, that fear of like, uh, uh, great. It's time to go get school supplies. But then there'd be that hope of like, but there might be some cool folders (laughs) where you can take a little bit of like the fun and excitement, uh, that you have in your mind in the summer with you. And one of those was the the Luke Skywalker on Dagobah folder that I had for a while. Um, this promotional image that was around a lot, uh, back in the day, that weird one where, um, uh, Luke's hand is kind of floating over the top of the hilt where the energy is coming out. And it looks like Luke is about to touch his blade. Like, don't do it, Luke. Don't do it. Uh, and I had an Empire Strikes Back pencil case, I remember, uh, oh, that, I, that I carried around for a while. Um, but yeah, that, that did fade because there did uh, get to be um, uh, not as much Star Wars stuff uh, present and also a little bit of, you know, uh, did you want to pick a fight? Because it would, it would bring attention to you. It would, it absolutely would. And, um, why are you talking about like talking about school? I forgot that, you know, I think particularly like fourth grade or so. And I may have mentioned this, you know, we, we, we love celebrating uh, Star Wars so much. Sometimes I might bring up something. I apologize if people have heard it before, but I, there was a student store we had in fourth grade and they were selling stickers of all sorts. And I'd get some sports, you know, I'm a, I'm a sports kid, but it was weird. We could talk about how I became a sports kid out of Star Wars. Some of it I think was a reaction to what was, I was experiencing, um, and, but I had a bunch of star Wars stickers and I found them again in this great storage reclamation project of early 2020, uh, at a box full of my return of the Jedi trading cards. And then all the stickers that I had purchased unused, uh, still on the, the backing. And it's like an ATSD, a tie interceptor. And it's, and it's, uh, you know, real good kind of almost detailed art. And I just remember like a quarter would get you three or something. And I would save up my allowance. I get like 75 cents a week, big spender, 50 cents would have to go to a GI Joe comic book, 25 cents. I can get those stickers. <laughs> that is really cool. That, that's great that you're finding so many things. <laughs> is it, is it Joseph? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that a little bit more as we talk about our, our ever burgeoning collections now. Yeah, I think for me also, there's definitely a window of time where, where there was a lot of, um, you know, uh, uh, dislike of, of or attention, <laughs> negative attention drawn uh, by bringing pop culture things. But also in, in junior high, I clipped out a picture of Adam West Batman uh, mm-hmm. and put that on my kind of 
trapper keeper folder thing, the main thing you, you took around. And I, because of that, I have one of my best friends to this day who looked over and was like, no, you bad man. And I was like, yeah, you want to fight about it? Cause I was ready. It's so defensive. And he's like, no, I like Batman. <laughs> We've been friends ever since. Anyway, back to Star Wars. At what age, Ken, did you start actively decorating your room? You know, like you're you're a kid and you, you pile up your toys or your books and you maybe your parents kind of help you organize it or whatever. But at what age were you like, wait, I can be the interior designer of my own room, you know? Uh, it definitely was sixth or seventh grade range. And I remember, my mom will say this is not one of her more positive memories as a kid. I, I, I am... I am one stubborn, but also I like things once I, once I find the way it works for me, I very rarely change again, stubborn. Uh, but it's a little comfort thing. The world's crazy. I like to come home to the same couch. All right. Or the same, at least the couch being in the same spot for a while. Occasionally I'll get a wild hair and I'll change things up. Um, this also drives Grace crazy too, but um, <laughs> I remember this is great. And my mom moved my bed around. She's like, I thought maybe you could use a change. And I, I freaked out. I freaked out. I was like, don't, don't you ever do that again. Uh, but that's about the time I was like, my room, my rules. Uh, so posters started going up and, and those kind of things. And, and, and then Star by that time, this is around the junior high thing and Star Wars wasn't making the cut as okay. much. So I had the stuff cause a lot of stuff has survived, but it was kind of like on a tiny little shelf. So there was a shelf was always there. I mean, look, I'm, I'm also displaying Lego sets at this time. It wasn't like I was, you know, trying to be super, super cool. And this wasn't part of it, but it just like, I was big, became a big baseball fan. So a lot of, classic late eighties baseball posters were going up more than star Wars. Um, eh, you know, looking back, maybe I don't regret it, but it's, it's a weird case study, <laughs> but uh, that's about the time period. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. It's totally natural that you'd be, you know, exploring different uh, interests. Um, and, and like I said, as we march through time for ourselves as star Wars, you know, was, had this kind of low ebb for a while where, even if you wanted to put up stuff, you would have had to have had it from back in the day because you weren't necessarily going to go find it at the store as much. Totally. totally. Um, yeah, for me, uh, it's kind of, uh, I would say, early teens that I, I really was like not just piling up things that I owned, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but deciding. And like, yeah, my brother and I shared a room for a while and then he would put put things up. But then there got to be a point where like, oh, no, I, I got uh, my own room and that that's when I really... Uh, went crazy and it was a mix of stuff i had star wars stuff but most of it was like hey here's a here's a shelf of uh, a few action figures um but in particular it had the uh star wars poster the uh a new hope one it's kind of the the i think in some ways the one of the most well-known sold posters of you know luke's got the blaster right at the audience then han and leia flanking on other side um mm -hmm. image um but that was on this slanted wall so right above my bed on this slanted wall was that Star Wars poster next to Michael Keaton Batman. <laughs> ah, yes. Just pouting at me with those pursed, pouting lips. Yeah. Uh, and then the other posters in that room uh, was the James Bond movie Goldfinger. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, the Teen Titans drawn by uh, George Perez, my favorite comic book run. So it was, a, it was an eclectic mix of interest. And then I got artsy. I, at one point I had a... Um, a cassette that was just totally eaten, totally destroyed. So I ripped out all of the tape and there was a light fixture in the room that didn't work. And so I strung the tape uh, down from the light fixture and wrapped a Robin action figure like he was being 
imprisoned in giant cassette tape. And that just was hanging there for a long time. So not the best interior decoration, some, some pretty weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> but it would, but Star Wars was still around, but it was in this mix of all these other interests. It was more like, here's this expression of all these things that I'm interested in. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So uh, we, we've kind of hinted at this, uh, but did you reach a specific point as a teen where you actively didn't want Star Wars in your space for any reason. Yeah, I mean, I would say it was never in my space. It was like you found that kind of shared secret language. Um, but there was uh, an active point of, again, I got into sports. I was bullied. I was, uh, you know, choked and pushed. And um, despite my chunkier frame now, I was this wisp of a kid for a long time. Graduated high school, like 150 pounds. God, it's, I can't remember that number anymore. Um uh, and I, so at some point I just, I, I did, I felt left out and I, and I was collecting star Wars, um, uh, trading cards and my friends were collecting baseball cards and I started collecting baseball cards before I watched a baseball. <laughs> naturally I grew to love it. There was one particular day I was out in left field and playing a game during PE and I caught a fly ball and I was the kid they put in left field cause the ball would never be hit to, to me. And, and the, there was a cheer and there was excitement. I just felt, I was like, oh, so yeah, my, my transition to sports, very natural. My mom, dad, not huge sports fans, Olympics. My dad loved the Olympics and big events would be on, but I, we didn't watch it. And so then I just started following a good, good friend of mine in sixth grade, a big sports guy, not a, not a sci-fi Star Wars kind of guy. And, and so very natural. And I love sports and I love competing and I, I wish I was a better athlete, but uh, I love, I love playing sports and golf and all, all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't like, I forced myself that way and turned my back on my friend Star Wars, but it was always there. And then you'd find around this time, and 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 this yes, this is a couple of old men sitting around talking about the the eighties and early nineties of Star Wars. But you would find someone, and someone would make a joke. I remember making a joke of uh, "That's the last mistake you'll ever make." And my friend was like, "Luke to Jabba," and I was like, "Yeah." And then we became friends based on that, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, all that kind of stuff. And so Star Wars. Star Wars, I'm so happy where it grew and where it is now. And I'm so happy with a lot of things. We're not, we're not, we're not there yet, but a lot of things in society that you can be now that you couldn't be before. Um, and we're getting better and better. I hope on that, but it's Star Wars is a small part of that. But, uh, uh the early nineties is also, I cherish those whispered like, Hey, you've seen, you've seen hardware wars too. Oh, good. Let's talk about Augie Ben Doggy. And, <laughs> and it was a connective, uh, language there, connecting language. Yeah. Yeah. I've had the same experience of, you know, I definitely had some, some friends that, that I was lucky to like my friend uh, that and I that bonded over Batman, uh, I'm a trapper keeper. And then, you know, became friends. And a lot of, a lot of the people that I, you know, grew up with in high school times, uh, were like, oh yeah, they, they like superheroes. We had our little rock and roll band. So it was a, it was a, you know, a little bit more, uh, connective to pop culture stuff. Uh, but Star Wars still, it just kind of wasn't that much in the the space, in the in the conversation. Um, and we had a, I think a friend had a birthday party and I had recently got the pan and scan VHS of, yeah. uh, of the Star Wars movies. And we watched Empire Strikes Back and all these kids, not a ton, like six or seven of us, uh, when the, you know, the first transport is away happened, we all went, yay, and put our hands up and like, None of us, I think, realized that we were all had watched these enough or, you know, memorized that moment enough to be like in the moment together like that. And that was like mm -hmm. one of the first sort of like real communal things. 
And then mm-hmm. I know I've mentioned this before, but one of the kids who was at that party was like, hey, uh, you think you could uh, hook me up with those uh, those VHS tapes? Could I maybe borrow them? And like I brought them to school in a brown paper bag and it was a discreet handoff. <laughs> and if any any adult had seen that, they would have assumed <laughs> that I was handing off something else. I'm like, no, it's just pan and scan Empire Strikes Back, sir. You know, like it, that's that was reality. Um, yeah. For my space, I think there was a part of me. I think I alternated a lot growing up of 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 n- being concerned about when I can fully express myself, and then having those those lines where like, no, I'm me, and I'm going to be loud and proud about it. And I really vacillated between those. It wasn't a clear one or the other. And I felt like, well, you know, from you know, I'm never going to hide anything if like uh, other kids have a reason to come over to my room. And I remember uh, there was a group project uh, where you know a bunch of different kids came over and uh, I, I think we switched around houses and I hosted once and uh, my room was like I described just full of different pop culture nerdery and mm-hmm. it wasn't Star Wars it was Star Trek but there was uh, a girl that I liked and mm-hmm. she's like oof it was just a picture like uh, Kirk and Spock um, and she's like oof you, you might want to take that down if you ever want anything to mm-hmm. you know happen mm-hmm. <laughs> romantically in this room and this you know a girl I like was saying this and I was like and it bummed me out, but there was also she left, and I was like, I'm not taking down that Star Trek poster. <laughs> I like Star Trek, damn it. Uh, and then the end of that story is years later. I'm friends with her on Facebook now. It seems like an awesome person. And at one point, she posted like something when a Star Trek movie was coming. I was like, yeah, I've always loved Star Trek. And it made me feel so sad of like, did she like Star Trek then, but thought it was so like culturally uncool that she was trying to help me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't directly Star Wars, but it was that sort of challenge to this danger of, of being too loud, too proud about pop culture. I mean, look, we could, this could almost suddenly become the main topic here. I'll be careful and not go too long here. But um, they're, they're the um, the idea of, uh, uh, I always say 40-year-old virgin, I, that, I, that movie, I was like, that's a documentary. That's a documentary for me. Like I, I had my friends come to my house and say, "You, you've got to take all these toys down if you, if, if you want." Like, like you're suggesting, Joseph, anything to happen in this room, this stuff's got to go. And that's when I was just coming out of the Phantom Menace uh, prequel era in, into whenever that movie came out in 05. Like, you know, I was like getting figures and putting them on my shelves again. And some of my friends from my job came by to visit me and were like, get these off. Yourself. <laughs> um, but also, I, you know, at the Groundlings, uh, I did a sketch uh, in 2002 uh, for my advanced level training class that was all me being a nerd. And I had my lightsaber, the one I have in my corner now. And it was me being the office nerd who was too shy to get the girl in the office. And his friend literally comes out. My friend, Brian Keith Etheridge played him saying, uh, you know, got to hide your toys, man. You know, if you get laid, that kind of typical stuff. It was a funny sketch. And, and it ended with me holding my lightsaber and proud with a little princess Leia shirt. And uh, my friend Melinda Hill was uh, it revealed that uh, she plays the character. It's like, I, I have a, a Amidala figure too. And I remember my, my director was like, funny sketch, but like, no one wants to see that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. They oh, don't okay. even want to see you make fun of yourself. Yeah. They're like, nah, not do, let's not do the nerd stuff. Like no one really likes that. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, All right. Deep sigh. Deep sigh. Yeah. And, and you you were saying this earlier, but I think, you know, this is, what a great time to also say, uh, once again, that we're sharing our experience, lots of not great stuff. How amazing is it that it is a completely different experience now, right? I mean, from yep. what I can see, having those moments where, uh, you know, not only are, are people like encouraged 
to enjoy the pop culture things. It's, you know, a, a new thing comes out and, and people are like, hey, I, I, I want everyone to know that I'm a fan of this. Like the, there's almost competition to be yeah. known as the person who, you know, has the most Amidala figures, which is yeah. it's great that that it, it has changed so much that there is so much mm-hmm. more uh, acceptance and encouragement of expressing what you love and how it relates to to who you want to be. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we here at Four Center agree there's, there's a long way to go and there's still, uh, you know, horde examples of gatekeeping and, and all those kind of things. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is, uh, we are definitely on the right path when it comes to Star Wars. Sometimes, sometimes even like, Hey, you're all taking it too seriously. Like the competition for Amidala, like let's, be, let's go to the fun stuff. Let's go to the fun stuff. But yeah. Um, we always joke. I mean, with Jennifer Landa, it's like, uh, you know, I, I wish that I knew that there were, you know, girls like Jennifer back when this stuff was very, it's classically gendered boys, go, toys, girls, toys. And you could, you know, I wish I knew someone like her existed and I, I yeah. wish you probably vice versa. Cause we had to keep, uh, you know, the, the, just these unwritten rules of, of uh, you couldn't enjoy this and you couldn't talk about it. So definitely getting better. We're not at the end of the line, but wow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But it, it's a good way to say it. It's like, it sucked for everybody. It sucked that on this very specific um, gender obsession that, you know, for, for dudes, we were meant to hide it because allegedly women didn't like it. And then for for uh, women to be told, like, no, you shouldn't like it. And, like, how many conversations did we have where we just missed one another? Because, you know, people of our generation were kind of being told mm-hmm. these two absolutes, right? Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, we continue to march into our adulthood so uh, we can tell the narrative story of when things got better <laughs> for decorating our lives with Star Wars. When you first lived alone, uh, did you have Star Wars in your space, uh, figures, posters, uh, dishes, uh, anything like that? Yeah, yeah. When I moved to L.A. in 99, again, you know, excuse me, 98, and then go right into 99. And Phantom Menace, you know, one of my first big memories in L.A. is seeing the trailer in front of Meet Joe Black. And fortunately, I worked uh, worked security on a property that had a brand new, spanking new Pacific theaters. And I could walk in the lobby and watch the trailer three times every night of my shift. It was great. Um, so that's when I was like, you know, uh, this is who I am and I'm down here to pursue, pursue creative endeavors. And this is a part of the reason I'm here. Star Wars, again, going to George and his flannel and making the movies back in the day. So I did, that's when I started putting the figures because uh, what February, March that year, I'm waiting in line at the Toys R Us in Porter Ranch, California. Uh, I don't think that the, that was the one Leo DiCaprio was at, but uh, <laughs> I was there at night and, you know, I bought all these toys, took them out of the package and set them up on the little com chips. I still have those ones. They're, I brought them to Jedi Alliance years ago. And that's when it kind of began. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, for me too, when I when I moved out on my own, by then it was really, I, I'd been doing a lot of uh, a lot of comedy and I think really, really valuing like, no, it is good to just say, this is who I am. And if somebody has a, a problem with that, uh, so be it. I'm not hurting anyone. I just I just love uh, Star Wars and Doctor Who uh, in Batman. I, I think it's okay. Uh, so I had a couple things in my first apartment. Uh, I had, at that point, I had a bunch of the Power of the Force action figures. It was such a, a huge part of my enjoyment of Star Wars. Loved it so much. And this is actually a good thing that um, in that first apartment, I had all the figures, but they're kind of, they were just kind of everywhere. Uh, they weren't real organized. And I started uh, dating uh, this uh, wonderful woman that I'm still friends with uh, to this day. 
uh, but like we dated for like six weeks and then she went to visit um her her father was working in japan so she went to visit her parents for like six weeks and i had the like all right i got like six weeks to make my apartment real nice <laughs> because it's very very sloppy and messy right now and i'm not gonna hide who i am and i took all this time to set up on it i had this little buffet in the hallway and it, the my at at the power of the force one the at at was the centerpiece but i just i arranged all my figures like it was this beautiful <laughs> artwork display so that when my new girlfriend came home and be like look uh th- this apartment is tidy it's clean there's a beautiful star wars display this is who i am <laughs> come check it out yeah that's great yeah, and that was very nice. And that was the that was the apartment I lived in when I got the uh, Leia cut out. And she was down the hall uh, by the bathroom, kind of lurking in the dark. And I always forgot to tell people when they came over, like, yeah, the bathroom's through there. Uh, there, there is a woman holding a blaster pistol at you, so watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. A danger bathroom. And with that, we are going to take a quick break, and then we will get into uh, the modern times of how Star Wars decorates our lives. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138. We are back to continue our discussion of how Star Wars decorates our lives. We are coming out of the dark times uh, of Star Wars not being as big a part of the cultural landscape. It comes roaring back in the late 90s and uh, 2000s with uh, Power of the Force figures, with the special editions, and then just prequel explosion. So you already mentioned this a little bit, Ken, but um, even with your feeling uh, challenged by uh, the prequels, did you continue to have the prequel decorations as part of your life in the 2000s? Yes. And this, this, this is where I go when it comes to talking about uh, my personal relationship with the prequels of having to, you know, come to terms with some things and blah, 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 and all the journey in, in 99 up to 2005, but particularly 99 into like 2000, 2002, three range. I was buying all of it. So what am I doing? You know, who am I? I'm sitting here. I don't really, really like these things. I'm going to, I'm going to Toys R Us. Like, who, who am I? Like I was, I, you know, just follow your soul. And I do have a lot of, um, I have every one of them on VHS. I have like this special, I, I even have, I think I may have finally just said, I don't know what to do with this and tossed it in this, this past year, but I had the CD ROMs that came with the Phantom Menace VHS tape. So oh, like, Wow. And I just had nowhere to play. I think I, I mean, knowing me, I probably kept it, but I had that kind of stuff that the figures and I don't have, you know, I don't have the Jar Jar lollipop or whatever. The Pez dispenser. Yeah. Infamous ones. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was there and, and, and not so much shirts, the, the apparel I didn't, um, I also didn't leave my house much during that era. To be honest. <laughs> uh, precursor of uh, 2020s to come. Um, yeah, yeah, like I, you know, I'm still consuming it. I guess you could say I was just a consumer who couldn't stop. But I just, I love this stuff because I, I, even then, when I didn't have a podcast to work through my emotions, 
I don't like I don't like the Phantom Menace, but man, that N one Naboo Starfighter was cool. You know, so like that's where I really was connecting to it and, and it was buying all the Lego sets and all those kind of things. And it was all around my, my apartment, my little room. Yeah, I just think that's so huge because even though you were challenged by it and even though you could probably take out those action figures and like, let me act out the scene that I didn't think was the way it should go and I can, <laughs> here's the way it should have gone. Um, but you're still surrounded by it, right? And that's got to seep in to that the the visual language of Star Wars is still making you happy, right? And, and like you're saying, uh, that maybe there was something that was holding you back from just like, I clearly like this because I, I physically want to be surrounded by it. Mm-hmm. So there is something in this that speaks to me. And, you know, w- what is stopping me from fully embracing that is that that's a great idea of how uh, Star Wars decorations can can help you, you know, consider it Star Wars differently. Oh, totally. I, you know, I've, our pal Joe Starr of Screen Junkies, I know I mentioned before too, but like he, he'd once tweeted out of like, yeah, I don't love Rogue One as much as other people, but hot damn, do I love the shore troopers. And, and that's just, that's part of it too. That's part Star Wars is big enough to take your doubts and big enough to take your disappointments. It's also because it's so big, it's going to give you something you like. Yeah. It's going to give you something to connect with. And um, for me during that era, it was that, it was that the seismic charges, anything you want to say like, Oh, I don't like those movies, but Oh man, I like that. But here's a long list of things from the movies that I do like. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think for me, like, even though I was definitely challenged by uh, parts of the movies and, and had criticism, made jokes, I was really all in. I just, uh, uh, I eventually expressed it to my friend in like kind of a, a fateful conversation that my friend told me uh, affected him uh, many years later. Uh, it was like, you know, at the end of the day, there's, they've got lightsabers. <laughs> There's like, they're movies with lightsabers. And I just, I like Star Wars. I like thinking about the ideas, even if I don't think they're, even if I think that scene should have been this, that or other, like I like thinking about the ideas. I like seeing, uh, you know, the weird ships and the different creatures. And I just, I just like Star Wars. Um, and that really, uh, reflected how I surrounded myself with the, with the prequels. Um, Mm -hmm. I bought a, I bought a Qui-Gon 12 inch action figure again for a sketch. And then it was like, I got the 12 inch Qui-Gon. I need the 12 inch Obi-Wan and and Darth Maul. So I I had them set up uh, having a fight by my television and those, you know, those 12 inch, you know, more doll like figures were, you know, not subtle, uh, Mm -hmm. took up a lot of space. Um, I had that uh, Sith Lord cap I, I mentioned in, in a recent episode that uh, said Sith Lord on the front and then on the back that had it said Jedi do not concern me. Um, I, I did Maul, you know, in Phantom Menace, is, he was everywhere. I had, I think, that I wore uh, for a long time, I think I had four different designs of Darth Maul boxers. <laughs> So uh, it wasn't just Star Wars. It wasn't just the prequels. Like Darth Maul was on my body a lot of the time, always. (laughs) Which, you know, talk about just having Star Wars uh, truly decorate you in your life. It it was there. Um, We even got to the point, eventually, uh, the the woman that I was talking about uh, making my apartment uh, nice uh, for, we eventually moved in together. And we kind of had had a little bit of balance uh in in different things uh displayed in the apartment but i had a, a lot of action figures out uh we had these nice uh wooden banisters so i i put the you know life-size toy lightsabers over them the way you would have a sword <laughs> in an entryway uh and eventually that apartment got broken into and it was just like a quick uh 
dash and grab, I think through the window, somebody saw that I had video game consoles and that was literally the only thing they took. It was just, they just mm-hmm. wanted the video game consoles. Uh, but it was scary. It was a bummer. And I, w- I called the cops and it was one of the first times where I encountered a figure of authority who was like our age. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, the, I think the one cop was like a little bit older and just like, all right, here, you know, what happened? Blah, 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 really to business. And this, this cop, my age, our age, Mm-hmm. just looking around at all my toys and the lightsabers it was clearly just kind of nerding out <laughs> yeah, yeah and then yeah. He, he he's like i don't know man i don't think you're pretty lucky that they didn't take all these awesome action figures i would have taken all these <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I had so much star wars decorating uh my life yeah. at that point that uh police were startled that they were not stolen from me so <laughs> I, I would say that's a lot uh we're going to jump forward in time here a little bit, unless you have anything else you want to share to no. kind of this this new era of Star Wars, uh, where not only huge explosion, obviously, of it uh, coming back in the new Disney Lucasfilm era, but shift in, in both of our lives, where uh, Star Wars became a part of our jobs, our workplaces. Um, so how, what was that change like for you when Star Wars not only, you know, re-exploded, but it became a part of your career? Um, you, you talk, yeah. So you're talking about Jedi Alliance there, that that era, right? Because yeah, yeah, it was because it was also a weird time because it was, I got my own office in 2007 and started finding myself how do I decorate a professional office as a security director where <laughs> city officials and police officers are coming in and out as well as my own staff and suddenly I'm like oh that C3PO snow globe belongs there. Um, and that started it. But yeah, then the explosion happens and, 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 and 2014 is a, you know, by 2012, I'm producing schmoes and ripped apparel mashup t-shirts are all the rage. And I just couldn't believe. And that's what I went from. I had one star Wars shirt, which was uh, an older shirt of Leia. Actually, it's probably based off the same standee you had, but it was a pencil drawing of Leia, the buns and the blaster and the you know, <laughs> team's lament right in your face. And it was uh, all on a shirt and I used to wear that. I'd only wear it. I wore it in that sketch I told you all about earlier. I wore it on a stand-up stage for a early trivia battle with Mark Ellis at a Schmozno live comedy show back in 2010. And I only brought it out when it was when I knew it would be received as a joke. Mm. Which is telling, right? It's like, yeah. oh, I really want to wear this shirt, but only when I can get away with it. And then no one's going to question me on it. And it's going to be part of the bit. And you're saying a lot of the stuff you got were, oh, I had to do a sketch. So then I bought the Qui-Gon thing. <laughs> um, it all started to change during that era. And thank- thankfully, though, so again, sometimes it got changed, got too serious. But um, so I'm even now, I'm like, as I, I did some laundry over the weekend, I got a shirt drying here on the chair next to me. I've got a Star Wars hats falling off my hat rack. And um it really did change and and it spurred me to just let the inner collecting monster loose um, <laughs> because Maud and I got uh, got given uh, the, the platform for Jedi Alliance and Maud Garrett and I, you know, created it. And at the time it didn't seem eventually it be, would become a punchline uh, and part of uh, if you wanted to make fun of people like us, you could have just, you know, a set with 39,000 Star Wars toys on it. But back then in 2014, it was seemed fun. And I didn't have, I was pulling stuff out that I had and I just didn't have. So I was like, I want to, I want, I need a shirt for every week and I need a toy for every week. And just, that's when it exploded and it was fun. And that's why I don't regret it. I regret the lack of space I have right now. <laughs> Maybe 
or credit card debt. But it was fun because I was making up for those years there that I felt I couldn't or that I didn't have the money. My parents were lower middle class. I got two or three toys at Christmas. I didn't get the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. All right. Uh, That's why the Y-Wing was so big. It was like my parents splurged that year. So I made up for it. I absolutely made up for it. The biggest one I went to, uh, there was a, a, a toy shop in the mall I worked at. Uh, and Christina, who ran it with this guy, George, uh, it was like Comic-Con 2014, and they hooked up the Job of the Hut exclusive, and I just slapped down $100 cash for it. Like, I didn't, I didn't, they were like, we'll get, we'll get it at Comic-Con so you don't have to worry about it. And they got it for me, and I, and I still have it. It's here in the house, but I proudly displayed it on the set for Jedi Alliance, and it was like like 100 bucks for the, like, <laughs> what am I doing? I can't eat this. <laughs> That's the area. Yeah. It felt so good. It felt so good. Yeah, yeah. To just be out there, clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you mentioned um, you mentioned your previous offices. Uh, uh, yeah. In, in I did mean to ask about that as well. Mm-hmm. Did, did you have? You said you had three PO on your desk uh, when you're like working uh, other mm-hmm. jobs. In, yeah. In, so- yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, and, and again, I, I keep bringing it up, but I, so I was a director of security. I came out of the retail security business and, and uh, it is not like a, a Paul Blart movie and don't offend me by bringing that up. Uh, it was pretty serious <laughs> and, and pretty, you know, um, specific environment. And I was a director, uh, director of public safety for the Grove and well, farmer's market on which the Grove sits. And I, that was the first time I had my uh, 2004 and I, I had a share. It was like a tiny office. Um, so it could, you know, the snow globe, my girlfriend at the time got me the C-3PO snow globe. And it's like tiny. It's tiny. And that was there. Then I went back to my old mall. I transferred back to the Northridge Fashion Center, the famous one from the 94 earthquake. And I was the assistant director of public safety. And I had my own office. 2007, Joseph, you know, you get your own office. This is um, the American dream. <laughs> and that's when, even though... I wasn't uh, discussing it as much. And the prequels were still still very much in the rearview mirror of not good uh, generally. I was getting, putting little figures and there was a, um, I could get the McFarland, uh, you know, figures were in the, in the KB toys in our mall and, and little things like that started popping up more and more. And, f- and then by the time jump ahead to 2012, I become the director. I'm the first non-police officer at that location to get this job. And it was really cool. And what's on my desk? The Game of Thrones throne. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and it would, you mentioned like a, you know, uh, the police officer and your thing, but like, so here I am, I've got LAPD guys coming into my office. I got coworkers. I'm interviewing people for jobs. And I would, I'm not saying I hired people off of that, but there were one of my assistant directors, when I, when I interviewed him to hire him, we didn't talk about the job or his qualifications, which were good. And I had his resume in front of me. We talked about Game of Thrones. Because <laughs> <laughs> halfway through the interview, he's like, yeah, so I, I, was, I left the sheriff department in Texas and I injured out. And now I'm trying to restart my career out here in California. Hey, can I ask you about that throne? <laughs> Are you a fan too? And I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. So me and my girlfriend love Game of Thrones. Because it was secret. You know, it was like, oh, it was like you couldn't. Again, the stupid uh, parameters we set for ourselves or society sets for ourselves. And and I had G.I. Joe figures on my wall, too, the 25th anniversary re-release. And I had LAPD guys coming in and and who, again, you said they're like my age or younger even. But looking around, uh, hey, hey, Ken, do you got the report on that uh, robbery over the weekend? Cool. Oh, my gosh. Hey, is that Destro? <laughs> and 
it changed and started to change. And that flew very nicely, uh, flew, I should say, and, and uh, uh, just flowed very nicely into that Jedi Lions 2014 period because then I just went crazy. To right. the point in 2013, I got in trouble for having too many Star Wars and G.I. Joe things and Game of Thrones things on my desk. <laughs> Who From, from like, higher-ups? The corporate people. So my company, you know, contracted security. So my company uh, answered to the mall ownership company, which at the time was a company out of Chicago. And so their corporate advisors would come out. Very humorless individuals. And um, I got in trouble. I got a big letter and it got sent to our company. We had co- contracts nationwide. And every security director in that company got a letter saying, you, got, you must... Quote, I'll never forget it, Joseph. You must, quote, take this job seriously and not display movie posters, toys, memorabilia related to things not related to the job. Yeah. I mean, it is just an amazing cultural shift that mm-hmm. um, that our perception of, of the value of pop culture to our lives, to storytelling. You know, we're, we're so lucky uh, to hear from lots of different listeners and, and to hear how like, yeah, it's not just, it's not frivolous that I have a, you know, th- this high pressure day job and, you know, and I have a picture of Leia. It's right. Leia helps guide me that these yeah. stories matter. So you can look at it from the sort of the comedy that, that you and I have done because it was ingrained in us, right. Of like, yeah. is, aren't we funny weirdos? Uh, because yeah. I'm, I forgot about this. I, I used to, <laughs> I got a, from uh, Taco Bell. Taco Bell had that, like, everything Phantom Menace. I had, like, a giant naked C-3PO cup, which is what I used to clean my bathroom. And, like, and that would be, like, a joke, right? Uh, but everything from it, it's a joke to this much more, like, no, these stories matter. It matters that we decorate our office with it because it's not just frivolous. It's a means of connection. It's a means of trying to decide, you know, uh, how we want to navigate the challenges of life. Well, so I had, yeah, no, it, it, yeah. And look, uh, and then I, then I left all that and, and got hired by Defy Media, signed to Screen Junkies in 2015. And uh, it was like, hey, Ken, you don't have enough toys on your desk. It was, <laughs> no, welcome, change your place, change your pace. Um, now you're the, in like office space joke. We're like, that's yeah. the minimum Funko. Do you want to be a minimum Funko person? You're not lying. Um, <laughs> and... Um, I remember you know, with the figures, particularly the G.I. Joe figures, but I had Star Wars ones up too. I had this weird, like, fr- the, the building foundation, like a f- big metal frame up went through my office. So I had this weird wall. You couldn't do anything. So I hung all the figures on it. And specifically, the, then, then the corporate people come on out to uh, chastise me. Flew out, flew out from Chicago to chastise me. And they're like, well, look at this wall. And I go, that's my wall of leaders. I literally I got my inspirational leaders. It's got like Leia, Duke, Lady J, like it's Scarlet. She led the GI Joe team for a while. Like, you know, all right, Destro on there. I had some controversial choices, but uh, you know, and Vader, all right, you know, but you know, I would, and then they were like, they couldn't grasp it. And, and one of them, and he, he was a nice enough guy. He was a retired police chief, but he, he looked around and he goes, yeah, you're a big fan of movies. Huh? And I'm like, yeah, aren't you like, what, what are you doing? Like, and and I was particularly upset. I'm so sorry. this podcast is going great spots. I'm sorry if it's delaying everything. No, it's a it's a fun discovery that you know. In order for us to talk about how Star Wars has decorated our lives, it, it, it gets emotional. It's emotional. This one one police officer was a friend of mine. He was stationed out of uh, they had a substation in my office, and he 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 used to come in and we'd have conversations about uh, GI Joe and everything. And I was like I was like Troy loves it, and because the, they had said to me, no one's going to take you seriously. 
which is an old school, get a haircut that you can set your watch to type of mentality. I can respect some standards. I can get it. And I'm all about being professional too. I don't like people with dumb email addresses. I'm not going to hire you if it says superstar 79 in your email. All right. I'm not gonna, <laughs> but, but I remember, go, but I go, Troy from Devonshire division. He, he loves this stuff. We come in here and talk about it. They're like, well, you know, you're dealing with a lot of police figures or, you know, like, what are you talking about? You're not. And it was like, you guys, you don't get it. You're, you're 20 years older than me. You know, I am an adult. <laughs> I am in my mid thirties running a, a multi-million dollar security contract. And this is what influenced me. This is why I'm here. And, uh, and uh, yeah, just, there you go. Yeah. Different, different times, different folks, different lives, which and I, I'm not even, I'm not even here casting stones on them. Do what you got to do. I get it. And look, guess what? I lo- I had to take it down. It's my job. I had it, you know, and I, guess what? Within a year I was gone and, and, producing YouTube videos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it's interesting. I'm sure there's some, you know, jobs or businesses that, you know, have very specific rules for very specific reasons, whatever. But in terms of the big cultural battle, I think this, this pandemic time where almost every talking head, every pundit you see on any news or broadcast show, like, okay, this person is going to tell me this very important uh, interpretation of the constitution and there's Grogu and Wonder Woman behind them. <laughs> like it's the, those barriers are, I think are really being, being wiped away that simply having something that is representative of pop culture. That's no longer that like we, we put childish things away when we were children. I think that has really, really started to change. Started. Yeah. And I love, yeah, you're so right. I, I love those clips. Adam Schefter's got the latest in the NFL news. Also, apparently he likes Luke Skywalker. Like, <laughs> I love it. It's right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, my, my journey in the kind of workplace, uh, I know I have told this story before, so I'll tell a shortened version of it. Uh, worked at Kinko's for a while and got, had a, a boss, a, a manager who was really driven. Uh, his his uh, motto was hungry, hungry hippo that we say yes to every job, no matter what, and we'll figure out a way to do it. And it was it was a fun to challenge to work for a boss like that. Uh, we had another employee who always had a very technical reason why he couldn't or wouldn't take on a certain job. Um, and I said to my manager once uh, about that other guy, always with him, it cannot be done. Mm. And my manager was like, yes, that's what Kinko's is all about. It's like Star Wars. It's like a Jedi finds a way. And this uh, entire metaphor for being fully trained on all of the equipment and willing to take on challenging tasks. Uh, if you, if you mastered everything, you were a Jedi and the manager would say like, yeah, we got a, we got a full staff of Jedi now First shifts, all Jedi. We only have two Jedi second shift. We need at least two more Jedi on second shift. And it got to the point even where like I, I drew a picture of a person wearing the Kinko's express yourself apron with a lightsaber. And then uh, that was like our template for different rules. So it was like, it was posted a couple places physically in Kinko's. And it was like, um, I'm sure at some point, it, by the time I quit, there was still one there. Yeah. And I'm sure at some point somebody from, you know, corporate would have said like, now why is there this hand-drawn picture <laughs> of a Kinko's employee with a laser sword? That's not cool. Um, yeah, so it, it was, it was there, but it was there because my manager absolutely connected it to what he felt was the mission of the job. And otherwise it would not have been there. Um, and not much room, you know, to decorate there. 
And other jobs I had, you know, just I just didn't kind of have an office for the other kind of day jobs I had. Uh, so then for me, I kind of jump forward to what, what we were talking about of this uh, era of Star Wars Rises. Uh, you had me on as a guest on Jedi Alliance a couple times. Mm-hmm. And then when you were um, you were leaving, you know, I took over for a little while, as you know. And I remember that day of, of telling my wife, like, yeah, no, um, I need to go to some stores and buy some toys because Ken's going to take his toys <laughs> now that he's hosting, uh, not hosting, and I'm going to need some toys. And that, how weird it was to go. It's not like I didn't want the toys, but just like, which ones are, am I going to buy to set on the desk? Because it's kind of a job thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Possibilities are endless, but you got to choose wisely. Yeah, yeah, and I, that's why I have my uh, Revenge of the Sith uh, Obi-Wan Black figure, uh, Black Series figure. I'm very, very happy for it. Um, so that's kind of the, the work side of it. Um, so there's obviously this, this huge explosion uh, in availability of stuff, right? Of just, there's more uh, new Star Wars storytelling coming out, so there's more of everything uh, coming out. Um, how did your Star Wars decorations start to change with the, just the explosion of Star Wars stories and characters, you know, we've talked about those sort of a uh, those times where maybe just y- y- there's not as much stuff available, even if you want to buy it. Um, and now there's the like it's everywhere, it's more acceptable, it's a part of our jobs, and there's just a huge variety. How did you uh, deal with that? How did you kind of pick and choose what to get? I think up through Last Jedi, it was get everything, collect everything, and that old mentality of oh, these might be worth something one day which is already by then i know was incorrect because the market's flooded it's not the same anymore um and you can go to a convention and you know walls and walls of funkos are available but um it did after that it started to change uh like i mentioned i've mentioned before the mashup shirts which were all the rage in 2011 12 13 and stuff like i used to buy oh look at that i'm gonna buy that one it's daenerys but it's like cereal (laughs) It's the nearest cereal. Uh, I used to buy every one of those, and I got rid of pretty much all of them. Ironically, I think the Daenerys cereal, uh, cereal one is the, is the only one I have. Uh, and Star Wars ones, too, um, because as, as things just kind of – it's you, always, you, know, you and I always talk about Star Wars buffet. When it comes to the Star Wars buffet of memorabilia, um, first trip, you're just gorging your mouth with anything you can get your hands <laughs> on put on your plate. It's like, is that mac and cheese on a salad? Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, and the in the next go rounds, it's a little more specific to what you actually want. So now a lot of my shirts, I like to go for the little subtler, more muted. Uh, not that I don't want to broadcast it to the world, but I just wanted to fit a little bit more into my personal aesthetic or the way I dress now compared to the way I used to dress. Um, changed a little bit and and uh, little pins. The Black Series boys, Alex and Steve and, and Cisco, have been just so generous. Uh, always get me a copy of whatever they release, and so I have a whole I have a whole plastic case of Black Series uh, enamel pins that I love just kind of putting on jackets. And then my, my wall art has changed. Like I I've really uh, grew to love this artist uh, Nan Lawson, who was a, a friend of Joe Stars, uh, and just real fun, poppy, sweet. Uh, but uh, really wonderful, insightful art of, of Star Wars and Game of Thrones. And so I'll put those up in my office. And then because I love maps, which I know your wife Sarah does too. Yeah. Uh, great episode of Obsessed recently. Everyone should check it out. I have, uh, you know, the Game of Thrones maps up. Like I got to have, I got to know what what's going on in Westeros and Essos. <laughs> but um, in terms of Star Wars, I, I also love like alt premiere posters that have been lucky to at press events get like Rise of Skywalker poster. It looks a little different because it's the Dolby version. I love those ones. They're a little off the beaten path. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, wow. That's such a great uh, a journey in terms of how do you, how do you narrow down? Because you kind of have to, right? Um, yeah. And I, it, I went through the same thing of its explosion. I, I got to get these uh, figures and especially Force Awakens, it like really went over the top of just like, and mm. Last Jedi still held on to that a little bit. Really, really, I think, uh, you know, uh, diminished uh, over time. But uh, mm-hmm. the I think I think we bought a bag of oranges just because it was like it had a Star Wars tag on it. Like they're oranges. There's the, there's nothing specially different about them. It's like the little paper part on top of the net <laughs> has a picture of BB-8 on it. And it's so funny that you mentioned macaroni and cheese. I've got some Last Jedi macaroni and cheese. Yeah. It's, uh, and I can't keep it. I got a couple of cereal boxes that I just bought because it's like. You know, I was having a day and I'm walking through the grocery store and it's like, but there's some Star Wars on the cereal. I don't even mm. eat cereal, but now yeah. I guess I collect it. I don't know. That explosion, because he yeah. just want it brings me joy and I want my weird space friends around me. Uh, yeah. But then it, it does. For me, it was such an explosion with um, really getting back into the figures, getting to have this great community where there's, you know, excitement and, and support. And, oh, did you get that one? I got that one. That's, you know, it's fun. It's good. Mm. Um but there's only so much space. So now I've started to really try to be better about reflecting, you know, what part of the story do I really want to see on my walls or, or on my body? Um, mm. And like uh, uh, thinking about it is not just um, what do I want to own or buy, but what do I want to present in my home? Like um, mm. uh, we got uh, put up a new bookshelf, uh, two or three years ago now, partially because all these Star Wars books needed somewhere to live that wasn't just a pile. That bookshelf is almost full. But I've got a spot on that bookshelf where one of the books is always rotated out. And like, that's uh, a real choice of like, which cover do I want to be looking at right, right now? And like, for a while it was Rise of Skywalker because that was making me really happy. Right now it's Light of the Jedi. And that's another like, that book is so much about like, you know, we are all the Republic. Let's all come together. Let's work together. Let's be our best. Let's let's symbolize the light of the Jedi. Like that's a message specifically that I want to see right now. So I'm really trying to make choices in my decoration based on like what part of the idea of Star Wars or, or a specific character do I want to see right now? Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting. I, it was the light of the Jedi. Like I haven't even put it on a shelf. It's sitting right here in my studio just because I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe I want to read it again i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah and uh yeah i gotta be careful about uh, my action figure piles because those have become uh just truly uh <laughs> little pyramids mountains uh, they're sculptures it's like uh yeah i need to i need to see this shape uh but i i do take real choice of like well who's <laughs> which action figure is on top so i can really look at them and focus on them yeah um yeah i also want to just uh you've mentioned a lot but let's just talk about what what are your current star wars decorations not just your office but like your home how do you how do you, what do you have up and why uh the the posters i was talking about but it's all kind of uh mostly in my office i have a, a uh and this isn't uh you know grace is a, a interior designer as well as a, a lot of wonderful skills she has so I don't, this isn't a, I don't mean to sound like a stereotypical, like sitcom situation or something, but I, you know, I'm not, I'm not allowed to put a lot of my stuff out in the living room. All right. That's just what it is. <laughs> um, I do have, we have a weird dueling living room situation because we have just this, we have a house built in 1920. So our rooms are tiny, no closets almost, but the living room could house 
you and your 19 children because it was 1920. (laughs) (laughs) Giant living room. So we do have a dueling piano, but it's a dueling living room. So it's like I have my little living room set up with the couch and TV and my bookshelves. And uh, she has her side, which is the more, you know, Instagram worthy side because she's got skills in that area. Um, But on there, it's like it's so I do have the books and all that kind of stuff. And do have a lot of Star Wars figures and weird, uh, you know, an Ewok matchbox, Hot Wheels car and all that kind of stuff. But my big thing is like, I got to tell you, the thing that's out, the art of Star Wars books and like the Star Wars archive book, which is uh, I cannot wait to get the uh, prequel one because they're just these decorations that just keep on giving. <laughs> you just, they look good. Look at those books. They're on my little, uh, you know, shelf here. They're on my little coffee table. And I, I look like a smart Star Wars fan. And then you can just thumb through them like I used to do when I was seven, looking at looking at some of the behind the scenes books. So that's, uh, that's kind of it. And then because, you know, you and I do love saddling up to bars. I do have a lot of uh, Star Wars and Game of Thrones tumblers. Yeah, you have some drinkware, which is very nice. Yes. Yes. A lot of that. So that's kind of where it is. In the office, it's a little different. I do have a, a, a th- um, you know, a lot of figures up on a, a particle board, but a lot of it's just little posters, little, little things here and there. Yeah. I mean, having, uh, I don't know if you've redecorated a lot uh, since the old pandemic, but having been in your place before, yeah, you walk in and it's like, it's not overwhelming, but you also don't have to wait too long or look too hard to find some Star Wars, right? It's always present. It's there. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's there. And it's, uh, yeah, it is very present uh, in in uh, my wife and I's uh, apartment. And it's mixed with other things. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I, I got my little collection of figures right by my computer that, I, that I'm really picky about uh, about who gets to live here. Um, one of my favorites, I got this two-pack still in the package of Yoda versus Sidious with uh, Darth Sidious' weird smiling face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got my Obi-Wan, my Yoda. Uh, I've got Rise of Skywalker uh, vintage uh, collection Ray. There's a, a really great figure and just a, a fun happenstance of a friend had kindly given me a bottle of the Skywalker Ranch uh, wine. Um, and it was, it was great, tasty. We drank it uh, last uh, May the 4th. Um, and then when my when my wife, who is better at, uh, at wine than me in, in every regard, uh, pulled out the cork, uh, it's just, it says Skywalker. And it just lined up perfectly. So I've got my Ray action figure. And then the wine cork underneath just says Skywalker. So Skywalker. it's a, this little picture that says Ray Skywalker. Because, you know, it's it always respect to people who are uh, challenged by Rise of Skywalker. But I so love the story of Ray choosing uh, that, you know, she's been... Uh, looking for family and this is the family she wants to be a part of and they want her to be a part of it too. I love that story. So I like seeing it on my desk. Um, then kind of spread out, you know, some action figures, <laughs> uh, also other places, but we got a, a last Jedi poster in, in our hallway. Uh, I recently got the, uh, re-release of the first film, star Wars, uh, the one that is, it's a poster of a poster and it's peeling and you can see that it's put up on wooden board. And I just I love how meta that is. I love how kind of self-aware that is of like it's, it's star Wars. Uh, uh, it, it, that poster inspires me because it is star Wars is a year old and it's all or two years old for that re-release. And it, it is already about nostalgia. It's right. already about like, we're going back to star Wars. It's in the actual image is a real adventure serial, real pulpy part of star Wars that I really like and really inspired mm-hmm. by. So that poster is, is goes to me for what you were talking about earlier about. Mm-hmm. I like to see some parts of star Wars that remind me to be inspired by star Wars to create. And that poster yeah. really does that for me. Awesome. Um, yeah. And just a couple other things, uh, the, uh, that, 
Darth Maul George Lucas flannel shirt that I got from uh, Celebration, the Celebration store, red and black. I love that. I, I wear that on a days. I really want to be comfy. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I got uh, some stickers on my physical calendar that I use. So that's just a like, oh, calendar can often be like a stressful thing of like, oh, what's coming up? What do I need to figure out? Blah, blah, blah. And always having a, a Star Wars character there to just kind of mm-hmm. uh, be a friend during stressful times. And then the last one is that uh, that Denny's solo menu I have in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I, I delight in that because it's just so weird. Obviously, mm-hmm. there was a... Uh, some some hiccups with the rollout of the movie Solo, a Star Wars story. I love the movie. Uh, agree that there were some hiccups, and uh, it just always love that the the big thing that was gonna just be gangbusters for everybody was a team up between the restaurant Denny's and the movie Solo, a Star Wars story, and uh, having that uh, m- menu that's all it's a big picture of Han and Chewie and like eat at Denny's just cracks me up. Oh, it's, oh gosh. I, I think I finally got rid of that menu on this last move when I moved in with Grace. Uh, I, and I regret it. I kind of still regret it. So, <laughs> so well, we'll find you one on eBay. I'm sure we can just <laughs> dial it up and, and find one there. Uh, I talked a little bit about kind of trying to choose what gets uh, put up based on, you know, the specific idea, how, how it's going to make me feel. With limited space for you, what is at this point making a Star Wars decoration must have? Uh, it's it's all about the emotional impact. So maybe if it's something bigger, like the Star Wars archives, those kind of books uh, that are part of an ongoing collection or something a little different. But if it comes to going through the store and seeing a figure I want, um, the Jar Jar figure uh, that I received recently from one of our listeners, first rate Nate, uh, I, I stopped collecting the Black Series for uh, allowance money reasons and storage reasons. But that's one I had expressed that I wanted. And I'm so thankful that Nate sent it to me because it's just it, Jar Jar, the relationship to Jar Jar, what Ahmed Best brought to Star Wars, everything about it now compared to what it was then. That figure means a lot to me to look at it and go, yeah, I, I, 20 years later, I would not believe that I would crave that figure, that I'd want that figure. And it represents <laughs> growth uh, and maturation in me as a Star Wars fan. And uh, maybe hopefully us uh, continue to grow as a Star Wars community. We still need to grow in a lot of areas. But um, so, so it's that kind of thing. If I'm, if you, you and I always joke about taking that left turn to the toy aisle anytime we're in a store with a toy aisle. Um, there's a lot of oohs, but the actual grabs uh, has to do with uh, that particular character or the scene they're in means that ton to me and, and i want to display it yeah i think that's very well said uh i think the other thing for me that is it is the characters but it is i've been having a lot of fun zeroing in on on weird obi-wans so yeah. at all different places in my home i have different weird obi-wans uh, uh surprising me at every corner uh recently a, a listener kindly sent that great great strange obi-wan that is his fight with Grievous. So he's got his hair wet and his mouth is open so he can put the aqua breather in there. Just so delightfully weird. And I have a pile of figures that uh, is on my coffee table in front of the couch. Uh, so it they action figures sit and watch me watch television. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that figure mm-hmm. is uh, is in a place, place of pride right now. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of Star Wars decorations? Uh, or No, this is what I, what I wanted to ask next because we had been talking around this. Mm. Obviously, you, you still have many other loves than Star Wars. How do you balance that uh, with, you know, you want to express your love of Star Wars by decorating your space and uh, sometimes your body with clothes. Um, how do you balance your love of other things with your balance of, of Star Wars? Well, right now, it's really just a balance between do I want to walk around and have a functional house and what do I want to display, right? Um, 
that's kind of the balance. Um, fortunately for me, I'm not a tremendously cultured guy anymore. I used to, you know, felt felt I was trying to be a functional adult. But uh, luckily, as we just detailed this episode, I realized I didn't have to. I could just love Star Wars more. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, kind of uh, kind of what I enjoy, but also in a weird way, what I'm known for. Like if if you're a family member that's not super close to me or a friend that hasn't talked to me in a few years and you're going to get me a gift, you'll, you'll go get some little star Wars thing. Right. I get those a lot. <laughs> Every look at You like star Wars, right? It's like a, a star Wars cookbook or something, which I do enjoy. Um, you know what I mean? Or I, my, one of my old roommates got me a star Wars thumb wrestling book that was released a couple of years ago. This is like <laughs> two years ago. I'm like, Hey man, I wanted to say, I said, thank you. Number one, I'm not a, yeah. you know, I might, I might like to say a, a decent human being at times, but I, inside I wanted to be like, I don't love it this much. <laughs> <laughs> like slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm joking about the balance, but it's, uh, I just find as I get older, you, you put the energy into the places you, you want it. So Star Wars is uh, thankfully still one of the places that I want to put my uh, love of expressing myself into. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I the amount of Star Wars stuff that is available, the combination of that and living in a relatively small space is uh, it's a great challenge. It's a good challenge. But like my apartment has sort of become a metaphor for my life of like, I only have so much wall space just as I only have so much time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I need to choose. And it's it's kind of been nice to say like, oh, man, I love Star Wars and, and I've got this much room for it because I want to have have room for other stuff too, uh, mm-hmm. superheroes and Doctor Who and Twin Peaks and music and art and all, all sorts of other things that I'm interested in. So uh, definitely for me, the the space uh, tilts towards Star Wars. There's no way you can walk into my home and not realize someone who lives here likes Star Wars, mm-hmm. but try to make that space both uh, literally and metaphorically for other things. Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of Star Wars decorations do you want that you don't have? See, this is uh, now it's got to the point where I got the subtle art pieces, the Nan Lawson, thoughtful, insightful uh, pop arts and figures I want. But it's like, what do I want now? Now, at this point, we might as well just go big or go home. Uh, I'm t- like, I have that life-size Ewok in my garage now that is just it's one of my favorite <laughs> things. God bless it. But like, you know, when Grace and I, right, right before the lockdown, we did get a chance to go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and, and into Doc Ondor's like, there's, you know, I, I'm drinking out of, and you tip me, you're the one, like, I missed it because I was so focused on on the Sith robes, but you're like, hey, they got the drinking mugs from the Death Star conference room, and I was like, turn <laughs> around, Grace, we're going back, and I'm <laughs> sipping out of that, that's that sound right there, but like, I, 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 I had the credit card ready, I told her, honey, I'm going to swipe, I'm going to swipe for, for you here, uh, she wanted those Sith robes that were hanging there, and it's like, at that point, at, at this point in my Star Wars life, that's what I want. I want you. What, what do I want? I want Captain Phasma's armor. You know, <laughs> I want, <laughs> you know, give me, I, I, I don't want an X-Wing toy. Just give me an X-Wing. Like, <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> yes, I, I'm totally with you. I think uh, I have toys and I will get more toys. I have books and I will get more books. I, I have posters and I will get more posters. But a part of me, what I want, uh, I think goes along with this, uh, the idea of this episode of just, it doesn't always have to be a big thing. It can just be this little note in your day-to-day life. I want more functional things. Uh, the next time I have to get a new phone, right now I've got a Twin Peaks uh, phone case. I'm going to rotate back to Star Wars, you know. Next yeah. time I need to buy a backup drive, I'll see if I can find one. <laughs> it's right. got a Star Wars designer. I'll put a sticker on it or, you know, more uh, plates or mugs. And you know, I got a 
solo glass that's real plain that I got at the Arclight movie theater when I went to see uh, Solo. Uh, and it just says Solo, but I love it. It makes me happier when I drink beer out of that. Um, yep. So the, the real just kind of functional day-to-day stuff is, I think, the decorations that I want to add. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of just other products that I wish existed, um, they've, they've done some of this, and you can get some of it at Galaxy's Edge, like that great, like, yeah, it's not a, a meta Death Star uh, coffee mug. It's just, it's that's the coffee mugs that they were drinking out of <laughs> when Vader got mad and did some choking. That's those those coffee mugs. And I, I want more of those things. I want more in-world objects. Like, um, you know, there's uh, I don't have room for a life-size one, but, like, I would love just a little uh, sculpture of uh, some of the art in Cloud City, some of, like, the actual sculpture. Right. That is in the background, you know, when Vader's going to his shuttle and just like a little version of that to set on the desk. Or I still really want uh, the kid who's actually doing the storytelling, Oniha, Oniho Zaya's uh, custom Luke Skywalker action figure. I want exactly that, you know. Uh, uh, I would love, you know, an end table that's just like the Star Wars cargo box, you know, with the four squares in the circle in the middle. The, the box is just like, that's a Star Wars box. It's a box, but it's the one from Star Wars. I would love more stuff like that. That doesn't exist? God, that needs to exist. It it might exist. Uh, I, well, I, I know a lot of the go think Inc. and all those companies kind of going out of business. There's got to be. We can someone make that? Is anyone listening who can make eight thousand dollars? Well, the thing like the thing about the the Death Star uh, drinking mug, like I almost want to go get a job back in my old industry for the same people, so I could walk around with this and have them go, "Oh, nice mug," and be like, "Yeah, nice mug." You know what it's from? Let me tell you what it's from. <laughs> no one would know, and that's what I love. Yeah, yeah. This is Marty's mug right here. Back off. Um, so my final question, Ken, in in decorating our lives with Star Wars, if money and space were just not an issue. Sorry about that. Uh, if money and space were just not an issue at all, what would your dream Star Wars room be? What would you have in there? How would it be set up? Uh, how would you use it? Tell me all about your dream Star Wars room. All right. All right. So I have a, a, a in the house we're living in right now. We're renting this house out here in the Burbank area. Got a pretty good backyard, but the backside, the back part of the backyard, we, we did, it's not functional. It's, it's, it's big. It's big. It's got my storage ship, but that's about it. The, the grass is dead. The landlord's been like, yeah, we'll, we'll fix it. And she's a sweetheart, but we just don't have time. We don't go out there. Our Chihuahua uh, Baxter, we kind of can't let him there on his own. Uh, I'm paranoid of birds taking away uh, small dogs, but also the neighbors are out in the back alley. I want to build a, and it doesn't have to be like in the trees, but I want to build like a a bright tree village uh, town <laughs> center version, like where you have a couple huts. I basically want the Kenner toy, but I can walk around with it. You want life-size. Life-size like a, a Star Wars Bright Tree Village themed patio. <laughs> I want the spit. I could, you know, we could roast uh, Han. I want a 3PO, a life-size 3PO just sitting there. Because, you know, if you go up to like sh- Sideshow to their actual office, the hot toy, if you go up there, like they've got all those life-size, you know, blows your mind. You're like, wow, that looks like Vader standing in front of me. I want the 3PO in his throne. I want, uh, you know, uh, you know, I want my life-size wicket out there. And I want a fire pit. I have a fire pit and I love going around the fire pit. I want all that. And then one little hunt, little hut to go take a nap in. You know, that's what I want. Yeah. That's Just great. You could have a, a a bridge for any tense conversations you need to have. Chris and I could go out there, fight on the bridge if we need to, you know, talk <laughs> out on the bridge. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> pretty much how every conversation ends. So this is what I want. <laughs> I want. That's a perfect, perfect space. Uh, mine is yours is maybe close to you. You you could put in the time, right? Uh, <laughs> I think I had the skills more than the money. The money was is as an obstacle, but if I had the skills, maybe. Yeah, but you at least have an actual physical space. Uh, mine is uh, would have to have a very large home, which you know in Los Angeles costs a little bit of money. Uh, but I have this specific dream of you know a, a a room that is that is facing away from any harsh light, so I don't need to worry about anything in it getting you know faded from the sun because that's a little bit of game you know you got to play with where you display things. So it's a it's a room that it's got it's a warm and you know, kind of cocooned like space away from the sun. Uh, and the exterior doors would be like the Jedi archives. Cause I, I love Ooh. that aesthetic and I love that idea of like you open up here and it is a, a play, it is a collection of, of knowledge and experience. Right. So you, you, right. you get, you think you're going somewhere kind of calm and wise. <laughs> maybe you are, maybe you're not, but you go in and the walls are covered in like toy store pegs. Because I just want to hang up all the action figures like in their natural environment. Like I definitely have some that are out of the package and I'd have like shelves and display spaces for those. Mm. But that I could just wander through the room is like, you know, that time you just need to take a break and you just, I'd be able to have so many action figures. They all have their own peg. Maybe one or two would rotate behind one another, but there'd always be room to add uh, another one and just walk through and, uh, look at them all there together and kind of have that experience like uh like when I was a kid and there was the wall of action figures to have that in my home and like and and these are all mine and and then I'd have some like pedestals in there for displaying the larger vehicles because I'm I'm really running out of any room to display the larger vehicles. I, I ordered that Razor Crest and I have no idea where it's going to live. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, so I would love some big displays for that. And then the the final uh, fantasy of this Star Wars room would be my uh, Power of the Force Wu Hair action figure would be hanging from one peg mm -hmm. and Wu Hair would be connected to a secret switch so that if you uh, moved Wu Hair yeah. in any way, it, a little lock would release and a hidden bar would open up like a little <laughs> cantina space with stools and some nice space booze and you could go in there and just sit and have a nice little libation mm. and look at all the Star Wars toys hanging from the walls. I need some space booze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. more space booze, too. Nice. That would be good. Uh, so any final thoughts from you, Ken, on this uh, idea of decorating your life with Star Wars? No, other than I probably after this uh, enough daylight left in the day out here, I'm going to head to the storage shed and see if I can find that magazine, make sure I didn't misplace it. <laughs> <laughs> that is always the way of uh, having to dig out our Star Wars uh, treasures. Uh, thank you all for, for listening always, of course. Uh, this episode, is a, it was a fun one because I really was thinking like, uh, let's just talk about, you know, the fun yeah. posters and the socks and everything. And and as with many things in Star Wars, we discover that there is, you know, a deeper power to them. And and in particular, I think Ken and I got this opportunity to share this very specific journey that we have because of, you know, the the time that the uh, that fate willed us to be born, <laughs> that we were fans of the original trilogy and uh, lived through this exact pattern of Star Wars. But uh, we know that we have listeners that have come to Star Wars at all sorts of different times in their life, all sorts of uh, different actual years, uh, different uh, points in time for 
what Star Wars was. We have a lot of listeners like Clone Wars. That's where I started. That's the thing. And we really love that. We know everybody else's uh, journey with Star Wars is going to be different based on all those things. And your journey with how Star Wars decorated your life is going to be uh, different. And how you choose to have Star Wars decorate your life now is going to be different. So uh, we always love uh, hearing from fans. So if you want to let us know how Star Wars decorates your life, that's always a thing that we're happy to celebrate. And maybe we'll even do one of our favorite points of view episodes uh, on this topic. Because honestly, it just makes me happy anytime I see somebody post like, look at my Star Wars wall. I'm always, always zooming in on the social media going, oh, OK, I, I really need to see the detail. Who's Qui-Gon standing next to? Like, I love seeing other people's. Love Star that. Wars decorations. So, uh, again, thank you for listening and thank you for letting us go on and on about how we love Star Wars in our lives. Ken, where can people find us? Oh, you can find us on the internet and more specifically at Twitter uh, at Force Center Pod. Uh, we are on Instagram, YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Podcast available in a lot of different spots Anchor, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher TuneIn, and Amazon Music. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash Force Center. You can follow me at Kenapsock or go to kenapsock.com for all the information on uh, my things uh, out in the world, including the GPA, the Good People Association. Uh, entertaining the good people of the world at the gpa.fun. Joseph. Yes, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for links to uh, my comedy podcast, Obsessed, that I'm doing uh, with my wife, uh, Sarah, and uh, all sorts of comedy albums uh, from the past and future online shows, uh, links to the uh, Adult Swim show that I have uh, been a writer for called Tigtone. All that stuff is up on my website. Uh, but for now, uh, for myself, for the C-3PO month on my calendar last year, which was just a picture of C-3PO saying, oh dear, which was a wonderful thing to see in my kitchen every morning. (laughs) This has been Force Center.